episode of this week of Nice Girl Rehab. Welcome back. And you know what? I had left off the last episode talking about 2019, what my expectations were, and possibly what my vision was for 2019, for this new year, the year of the pig. And you know what? I want to find love for people. I want to find these connections for people in the new year and healthy connections. I'm not just talking about, no, go find yourself uh, some dude wherever and uh, it doesn't matter who he is, just hook up with them, you know, and try to find love. No, 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 no. That was 2018. 2018's over, girl. It's 2019. And we're going to be a little bit more diligent about finding people who are right for us in the new year. So, With that being said, I thought that this episode was going to be something that I wanted to just kind of play with, just have a little fun. And I normally, when I want to have a little fun, go on Tinder or go on um, Hinge or any one of those dating apps. Yes, I'm still going on those dating apps, even though I'm dating uh, my boyfriend. But you know what? I'm going on them for fun. It's not me actually trying to find somebody and I'm doing it for the podcast so, you know, completely told my, my boyfriend he was fine with it. So it wasn't one of those situations where it's like, I'm already stepping out on the relationship. No. Um, but I kind of wanted to go a little different way. I want to go back to the old school. I feel like this year, like I said, is more down to earth, more grounded. And you know what? Nobody had Tinder or Hinge back in the day. Even in the 90s, nobody had that. You know, we didn't have the luxury of going on an app on our phones, being anywhere, and knowing the person that that we were trying to find. Uh, you could just get somebody's name and, and know exactly where they're at, what they're doing at all points of time in life. You can't do that any other decade than, than the one that is here right now, or any other year, I mean, um, than that right now. I mean, it's just crazy how easy it is to connect with people that you barely know anything about. You could just find maybe one thing about them, search it online, and find their whole entire life story. That wasn't the case in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s or way back before those times. You had something called Craigslist. And uh, Craigslist or any kind of classified ad, you'd go on and maybe you remember that really sweet girl at the counter of Walmart and you really didn't know her name, you didn't know anything about her, you didn't get her number, so you never meet her again unless you went on the classifieds and you made a little ad and said, hey, pretty girl at the counter of Walmart, I don't know your name, but I want your number. If you know who I am and you really like me, hit me up. And that was basically the way that connections and love was made back in the day. And I don't know how successful it was back in that time because I was too young to even want to experience that. But it's still going on. There are still classifieds, even in this time, of people who... I don't know if it's because they just don't know how to, how to use the internet or maybe they just want to have fun and, and try to connect with somebody in old school fashion, which in itself is 
kind of sexy if you think about it. It's kind of like a thrilling, sexy type of thing to to like somebody and not automatically go on Facebook or Instagram or Tinder and try to find them. Um, instead, going on the classifieds and, and thinking, oh, if this person finds me, then it, it, it's really meant to be. Um, so I'm going to delve into this world of classified ads, of missed connections on Craigslist and see what kind of crazy old school awesomeness we can we can find from this. I'm, I'm really interested to see what is going on in the modern world using such an old school way of reconnecting. And you know what? Me talking about these could maybe bring some more... Um, some more light to it. You know, somebody who listens to my podcast, um, but doesn't go on the classifieds and I read something that may be you, you could actually connect with the person. And that's pretty cool that I would be like a little matchmaker in that kind of sense. So let's see. And you know what? This one is really striking me right now. This one, purple onion. Let's see what purple onion has to say or the story. Purple Onion. So I'm guessing Purple Onion um, is a place. Sounds like a bar, something like that. Um, this person sounds. This person is very old, <laughs> so this makes sense that they would post on a classified. Purple Onion started going there in the late '70s. I didn't notice you the first couple of times I visited, but once you introduced yourself, I found myself stopping by more often, hoping to see you. Then it closed, and I lost your number. You always wore that funny hat. Describe it to me. Hope to hear from you or any other Onion fans. Sure miss that place. Well, that is pretty unfortunate. This person had their number and they lost it. And they went to this really cool, awesome bar. Sounds like it was awesome. It's called the Purple Onion in the late 70s. So you know some crazy shit was going down in there. Like cocaine in the bathrooms dolls. Intense. <laughs> but you know what? I hope you find that that funny hat person and I hope that the purple onion can resurrect itself because I would love to go to a bar called the purple onion and just hang out with with people wearing funny hats. That sounds like a really cool time. Okay. I'm gay and you was straight. We lived at Breckenridge Apartments, same floor. I'm gay and you was straight. We lived at Breckenridge Apartments, same floor. I lived at the Breckenridge Apartments in Madison several years ago. My address was, I'm not going to give it out for everybody. Um, you was an older man with a mustache and you had a roommate. I lived on the top floor back right unit and you lived on the top floor front right unit. One day I was walking to my car and you groped your crotch in front of me passing by. One night you came to my door and I didn't let you in. I have always regret it. I would really love to hook up with you. I'm very discreet here. Wow. <laughs> this is pretty this is pretty intense. And you know, it's so interesting because especially like just having friends in the gay community and hearing them talk about just And this is not anything to say that all gay people are like this. This is just my friends. And I think my friends were just sluts. But 
Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. I always encourage a little bit of um, whorism on my podcast. But it seems like gay men are just very confident in their sexual just in their sexuality and that was something that I I was always kind of jealous of was the fact that you know you don't have that you have a disassociation with having a lot of sex or wanting to hook up or have a lot of partners with somehow being um less valuable that doesn't really seem like it crosses um a lot of gay men's minds it it seems like actually it's just something that's part of the culture and in a way that kind of brought me to a point where I felt more um, confident in myself, even when I was going and trying to find myself and in a lot of sexual relationships with guys, um, just being around these gay men who were confident in themselves. And yes, they were safe um, and they had partners. And they were okay with that. And they were okay with the fact that they could be open about their sexuality and and having multiple partners. And it didn't feel like they were less than. If anything, it made them even more of like, you know, I'm I'm a bad bitch. Like, I got all these dudes or whatever. And it was just kind of, it kind of helped my self-esteem a little bit. You know, as a woman growing up, like I said, in the South and not feeling like I could do something like that because then I'd be labeled nasty or um, just trash or not able to find love because no one would ever love somebody who was disgusting and had multiple partners. And then you're around gay men and it was like, what the fuck? Like they're having sex all the time and they feel great and they feel so confident and that was cool. So you know what? I think that this guy, and another thing with the gay culture that I've noticed that straight men are kind of like a commodity. (laughs) Seems like, even though they're not really straight, if they're interested in dudes, I think they're more by curious. But I think that's just kind of one of those things where it's a fetish, like, oh, can I get a straight man to like turn gay? You can't, I mean, he wasn't really that straight to begin with. But this guy seems like he's pretty bicurious if he tried to grope you while passing by. that That's a little bit, to me, that's a little bit reaching over the boundaries. But if you turn, you are turned on by it and it seems like, you know, you really like that kind of thing. You wanted to hook up with him. I hope you do. I hope in 2019, this, this straight dude that groped you um, and tried to come to your house to bang you. I hope that he comes back to your house and you both bang and it's just wonderful and you guys hook up and find out that you actually love each other and get married and it turns into some really sweet gay romantic comedy. I just want that to happen for you guys and I hope it does uh, happen. So, oh my god. (laughs) Saw your tootsies. Saw you at tootsies. Okay, I was like, what the hell? I don't know if I want to read that one. Oh my goodness. Some of these uh, need oral relief. I don't know if I want to click that one. <laughs> um, let's look at this one. 
to guy who overdosed in Old Hickory, Tennessee at McDonald's. So this one is not romantic, but I still want to hear this fucking story. So we're going to go on this one. Wow, this might be pretty intense, but let's go for it. To the guy who overdosed in the car at the McDonald's in Old Hickory on Robinson Road on January 10th, 2019. Holy shit, that was literally two days ago. I'm the girl who performed CPR and took on the task of saving your life. I don't know you, and I personally don't want to give my information out. But deep down, (laughs) too late for that, but deep down, I'm wondering if you are okay. My heart was racing as I moved your lifeless body and tears came to my eyes as I looked into your girlfriend's eyes begging me to bring you back. Others watched from inside and outside in fear that you may die there, that you might not be able to come back. I haven't a clue why this means so much to me, but I would greatly appreciate if a friend, family member, or even just worker at the McDonald's could let me know if you're okay. I want you to know that I talked to your girlfriend in the restroom and told her that she needed to be strong, that I had done all I could, that now it was up to you. Please understand that I, that it really isn't worth it, honey. It isn't worth losing your life. As I said above, I don't even know you, but I will never forget you. Wow. That's that's actually kind of like bringing some tears to my eyes because that's something that as intense as it is, is kind of one of those things that I, I would love to have for for the new year is just people who truly are compassionate and empathetic and, and you know, they see a bystander out on, on the the road or wherever um, who's in pain or who is in a really bad spot and just help them out and, and not know who they are or really understand anything that's going on, but just out of the kindness of their heart, um, helps people. And this, this woman is a hero. She saved this guy's life and, or a woman's life. And, um, I think that she does need to know, I, I would like to know if this guy lived, um, and I'd also like to know if she ever found out if he was okay um, and if he ever got off of drugs. Drugs are, they're a fucking terrible, like, monster that just comes back to your life. And and I've never, luckily, never had any family members that I've known of who have experienced drug addiction. Um, but I have friends who have um definitely seen a lot of shows like intervention things like that so and and I know just from experience and having everyone has addiction but with with drugs it's one of those things where yeah it could kill you it it completely ruins your life it isolates you from your friends family and people who actually love you and I hope for whoever this is out there who had this awesome woman hero come out um and save your life could be a guy as well who saved your life whoever it was who did CPR and and risked themselves um and their emotional integrity to save you um I really hope that you're okay and I hope that you learned from this experience and and that you get off drugs um but at the same time this is an awesome story and something that I really feel we all need is just is just love and in a sense of, you know, you don't know the person, but you want to help them in any way you can. 
Um, just, just love for your fellow man, for humankind. And this is a perfect example of that. That really warms my heart. That really does warm my heart. You know, even though it's not relationship related, it is love related because this person had enough love for this person to see a sick and dying individual and go to their rescue and help them. That's awesome. Let's see. Mm. Are there any other ones on here? There's a, a lot of interesting titles on here. It looks like I was married, but I'm not. <laughs> Where you were temporarily working. Let's see what this one says. I doubt you will read this, but we just met yesterday. We talked for about 25 minutes because it was a part of your job. You made me so nervous because you were so handsome and a former football player with a body still built to be one. (laughs) With a personality like that that yours, I could have talked to you forever, but sadly it had to end. I know it seemed like I'm married, but I'm not. I bought that ring for myself. If you read this, email me. We can get to know one another. Whoo! the little football star, football star working. Okay. So this is a thing. Um, you know, I've worked in customer service. I've worked in retail, any kind of job that requires you to smile and be nice to people and talk to people like, you know, they're the first person you've ever had contact with in the last five years. It's one of those things where it is a part of the job and you could be pretty charismatic at your job and and sometimes customers will take it the wrong way and think that you're flirting with them or that you're interested in them in some way and really for the most part i mean sometimes yeah you are overtly flirting with somebody because you find that really cute guy in line or that really cute girl and you're like ooh i get to talk to him and that makes your job even better um but sometimes it is just because that's your job. You have to be charismatic. You got to sell shit or you've got to give them customer service, which means being nice to them, unusually, inhumanly, possibly nice to them. So I don't know, maybe this guy, maybe this guy was putting a little bit more effort into his game because he actually liked this person. So I don't know, they might have something together. You might turn that ring into a little marriage band you know so maybe maybe for 2019 we'll see four inches guy where are you what last time we saw each other at a hotel we said i love you right now repeatedly i miss you Okay, so I'm a little confused with where this name Four Inches Guy comes from. Because when I'm thinking Four Inches Guy, at first I was like, dick. (laughs) His dick is four inches. But I'm like, how does she know that it's four inches if they've just met each other at a hotel? And we said, I saw, I don't know, maybe they had sex at the hotel and then they kept saying, I love you right now. I don't know. This is confusing. Um, I'm not really sure where this four inches guy comes from. Maybe it's literally a four inch man <laughs> she found in the hotel. If that's true, I really want to see that. If I saw a four inch guy in a hotel repeatedly telling me he loved me right now, 
I'd want to see him again. Like, I don't want to know where is this guy? What is he doing? Um, yeah, that one was an interesting one. Oh, this is a this is a gym one because you know you always find the the hotties at the gym, hotties with the body at the gym. Dirty blonde woman on treadmill this morning. Hello, I am the gentleman who was sharing smiles with you. You were wearing black yoga pants and a blue top. We walked out together, but I didn't want to seem pushy and ask you for coffee. If by chance you see this, would you like to have coffee? The gentleman who was sharing smiles with you. Okay, this could go two ways. This could be like a really cute, charming guy who saw a girl with yoga pants always um, on the treadmill and was like, ooh, she fine, looking at her booty or whatever and staring at her. And she actually thought he was kind of cute, so she smiled back and they just kind of exchanged that little moment. And then they left and parted their ways. Or... It could be one of those situations that I always find myself in at the gym, and I find other ladies do too, where some creepy dude, and for some reason it's always a middle-aged to older man who for some reason thinks it's still okay to wear a wife beater or like cut-off tank shirt to the gym. Dude, you, you can't show everything off that you have. It's not that great. But anyway, he's trying to work on himself, so I'm not going to, you know, rag on him too much. He's trying to work on his body, but he's still a little creep about it. Like, he's not really doing anything in the gym. He's just sitting around and grunting like he's done a huge workout, but he's barely done anything. He just continuously sips on his fucking water bottle and, and has an excuse to get close enough to you that he can look at your ass, but then without you noticing. So I bet this guy was sitting behind her while she was on the treadmill so he could look at her ass, but she couldn't turn around safely to look at him looking at her ass and was smiling at her. And that would probably make me uncomfortable. Um, sharing smiles maybe was just him staring at her ass the whole time without her noticing. And then they walked out and then he was like, I don't want to seem pushy. Well, because you never talked to her at all and she has no idea who you are. You were just staring at her ass for possibly 30 to 45 minutes. Um, it could have also went that way. So I don't know what the situation is here, but I'll say usually when you're in a gym setting, you got the pheromones going, you got the weird perverted dudes who aren't really working out, but just want an excuse to look at some booties. Um, so it could go both ways, but you know what? I still want you to find this person and, um, maybe this person is not interested in you. Maybe they are, but at least you get some good coffee out of it. So that's all I got to say about that one, dude. Let me see. Let's do one more of these. I think I'm going to do these more often. This is kind of fun doing these. There's so many of them, guys. I didn't realize that there were that many people interested in posting classifieds like this, like the missing connections classifieds. I never knew that people still did this. I mean, we've got the internet and yeah, it is on the internet, but it's kind of like, this is an old school way of trying to reconnect with people. It's just crazy. Hmm, you're my masseuse. Ooh, that could go. Mm. Like, what kind of masseuse? Like, Asian massage? 
masseuse or like just something else because they could go really differently. Mardi Gras, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Drive through lady. Why did you drive on? Why did you drive on? Hmm. Let me see. Chris the Ace Espresso Machine Deck. Hmm. I don't know if I want that one. I want a really good one to end on. Where was that one that I went out? Mardi Gras, New Orleans. No, that's just a guy wanting to get wild at New Orleans with somebody. Uh, Black Lady Friends. Okay, now these are just people interested in finding these people. Okay, so this one says, gay guy looking for Hispanic guy that was at Home Depot today. Okay, pretty specific. So let's see. Gay guy looking for Hispanic guy that was at Home Depot today. You were standing in the Home Depot restroom urinal taking a leak. I stood next to you at other urinal. You caught me looking over at you. Then you showed it to me. Someone came in and you zipped up your jeans and left. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. So I, this is what, this is another thing. Cause I know there's a rule with men's restroom etiquette where if you're at a urinal, you're not supposed to look over at their penis because you know, men are so uptight about their sexuality and oh he looked at my penis he must want to have sex with me in this situation they completely broke that rule because they were completely fine with that dude looked over he had the gall to look over at this other guy taking a leak and it's just funny that the other guy you know because he could have just been like oh don't look at me well, don't look at me you figure boo, boo, boo. you know like just really stupid like homophobic banter um but instead he just showed it to him which I'm like dude's already seeing it anyway he's looking at it but the fact that you want to show it to him just tells me that you were about to bang this guy in the restroom and of course this cock blocker comes in and freaking guy has to leave he could have had a really great sexual experience in that bathroom and somebody just had to walk in and ruin it (laughs) this is just a really interesting thing I've always thought about that like what like what do men do like they just have this weird etiquette in all kinds of circumstances and it's just kind of like just wonder how many guys like actually break those rules and things like and also like the freaking glory hole you know that was a a gay that was a bathroom thing that was a male bathroom thing with guys who are quote-unquote straight but are really bi-curious or gay and we're like you know what I'm gonna go out to the Home Depot bathroom and see if I can find myself a little little oral relief (laughs) oh my god I love this so much gay guy looking for Hispanic okay so dude I hope you find that Hispanic guy just go back to the Home Depot just go right back to that same Home Depot. I, I guarantee you, just give it like, I don't know, a week. I don't know. You could go back now. I don't know when this happened. But go back in a couple days to the same Home Depot at the urinal 
you can just kind of go into the, you know, stalls and pretend like you're taking a shit or something. Um, and just kind of, you know, wait by the bathroom. I know it's going to be weird because you're going to be waiting that in that bathroom for a while. But I would go to that same Home Depot the same time. I'd possibly even go the same day that you went before. Um, same bathroom. And if he's there waiting for you, I hope you have the best bathroom sex at Home Depot you possibly could have. <laughs> And that is it. That is what I wish for all of you for 2019. I'm going to possibly be doing this again because I had I had fun reading out these, honestly. I feel like I should do my own misconnections because there are some people in my life that, you know, you bump into and for some reason they just have this kind of presence and you really wanted to get to know more about them or you just wanted to find them because they did something really awesome for you in that point in time in your life and you just never did. And this is a really cool way of reconnecting. I'm really glad that these things still exist and people can connect this way because it's just so different. It's it's so different compared to Tinder or Hinge or Facebook because you're coming to them and you know where they are and you just contact them. But this one is more, it's a little bit more of a mystery. There's more risk to it because you may never meet that person. But the fact that you're reaching out and you're giving a story is what makes it so personable and so fun and engaging compared to just swiping and seeing somebody writing a bio about themselves. This is your perspective of that person and, and who they were to you and how they changed their your life so much that you want to find them and find out more about them. And that's special. That's something you don't really get these days too much. Um, I'm not really all that much of an old school person, but there are a lot of things, a lot of aspects of um, other periods of time that I really would like to explore and wish that I was a part of. And this is one of those things, those classifieds. Finding that single white female to enrich your life. And I hope everybody finds their single white female in whatever form that is. Um, and that is the end of this episode. So that's a wrap. We're going to come back next week. It's going to be a little, a little shaky with the recordings just because, you know, I've got a lot of things going on in my life. 2019 came and fucking slapped me in the face, everybody. I'm super busy, which is great. It's good busy um, for my businesses and things. Um, but it's really a lot of work. And I'm trying to get these out as much as possible every week for you guys. Because I just enjoy doing it. And I enjoy you guys and I enjoy the fact that you listen to it, and I hope that you like to listen to it. So I'm going to continue to do it until somebody tells me, stop, and then I'm still going to do it because I'm not going to stop, okay? So there you go. Nice Girl Rehab. I don't know what episode this is. I'm thinking it's 22. I'm not sure. But I'm going to try and get up to, like, once I get to the 100th episode of Nice Girl Rehab, I'm going to give you guys a little treat because that's a lot of work to get to that many episodes and be that consistent with this. But you know what? I think I'm going to get there because I, I really enjoy doing this and I'm doing it every week. So 
some point there's going to be a hundredth episode and I wonder what that's going to be. If anybody can give me ideas of what I should do for a hundredth episode, you know, just give that to me at Nice Girl Rehab wherever you want to connect with me. And uh, that's it. So be safe out there, babes. I will see you next week or I will, you can hear me next week in another rendition of Nice Girl Rehab. Bye.